My grandson informed me recently that he is enrolled to take a class in American history this fall. His announcement triggered a flash of memory that brought back an anxious moment, an embarrassing moment, when I was in a high school American history class. Mr. Culp was a new teacher. We had an assignment to read about the causes of the American Revolutionary War. And Mr. Culp was the kind of teacher that just didn't go with the textbook. He wanted you to go beyond the textbook. If you did not do the assignment, there was no way adequately to respond when he would call upon you to ask you about clarifications or implications of the causes of the Revolutionary War. Of course, I later came to understand this to be the Socratic method of teaching. But at the time, I thought it was a teaching technique that was nothing more than a power play by a young teacher to impress upon the students that he really was in charge. So we sat there, and the room was absolutely silent. There was a lot of prayer going on. Please, Jesus, do not let him call on me. One had three options. Option one, one could sit motionless, hoping that Mr. Culp might make the mistake and think that I was a statue. <laughs> it was very important at this stage not to look at Mr. Culp. Option two was to shuffle my papers, my books, and click my pen constantly and meaningfully as if I were somehow in command of the subject matter and again pray that Mr. Culp would spring the question on someone who looked less with it and more ignorant than I. <laughs> Option three was to be honest. I have left undone those things which I ought to have done. <laughs> that scenario crossed my consciousness as I read today's gospel. Jesus asked them, what's the scuttlebutt on the street regarding my identity? Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Now to answer this question, all the disciples had to do was regurgitate what other people had been saying. Just like in that history class, we could have regurgitated what the author in the textbook had said. There's no risk involved in that. Even if the claims were street talk, they did not really reveal very much. Then Jesus altered the question. Evidently, he wanted more than impressions from folks at the coffee shop. So he added one word, and then repeated the question. Who do you say that I am? Insert that little word, you, 
as in who do you say that I am? And it's a bit like the high school teacher catching you unaware. One little word can make all the difference. Talking about Jesus as an idea is very different from trusting one's life to Jesus. Believing in the concept of God does not begin to compare with knowing God. It's like the difference between talking about love and telling someone that you love him or her. I don't know about you, but I'll take a kiss any day from someone whom I care about over that same person just reading to me from a textbook about love. How would the disciples respond to their teacher's unannounced question? I wondered, did they try the statue option? Did others stuff their panic inside, cupping their chin in their hand and looking studious and reflective? Peter was the first to speak up. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Now there was something in those words that struck Jesus as completely genuine, full of love, personal passion. They did not sound like something that was a word on the street or out of a textbook. I'm reminded of something that Soren Kierkegaard once said. He spoke of the worthlessness that infiltrates many Christian lives. He called some of his fellow Christians shopkeeping souls. People engaging in dull religious duty instead of bone-rattling passion. We don't need shopkeeping souls. We need something that is more than a textbook reply. Even today, many consider Jesus irrelevant or maybe even a fraud. More likely, they see too little passion in those of us who profess the goodness of God. Today we ask ourselves, if Jesus should call on us when our hands are not raised and when we are not prepared, will we be ready to answer with our life, our money, our decisions, our kindness, our politics, our humility? Are we ready to display our capacity to express love rather than just talking about it? We prepared not to play the statue trick or to fake an answer. We may start sweating the second we realize that we're going to have to want to answer with something more than just words out of our mouths. But guess what? Whatever we say and however we say it, we will not only be saying something powerful about Jesus, we will be conveying to the world something that is deeply personal for each of us. We will be communicating why our relationship with the Lord is so important 
and so precious to us. Let us pray. O Lord of questions, especially penetrating questions, give us as much passion to our lives of faith as your spirit can manage. Fill us with a radiance, steep us in love, help us to be wholly yours. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.